Welcome to another episode of our Making History Parenting Podcast, where the goal is to help parents make God's story come alive in the hearts of their kids, no matter what your family may look like. And that is why we have dedicated this particular series to the idea of when family looks different, Mm -hmm. just a little bit different. Whether you're a single parent or blended family or have uh, adopted or parenting a child with special needs. We not only want to create a podcast that would help those families, but also help help others gain a little insight into the lives of those families. But but along the way, us learning a little bit about how we can parent our kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and we're hearing stories throughout this. We're it's hearing incredible stories. Yeah, individual family stories and what that looks like, and hopefully we can all identify pieces of that that relate to our story and learn something and be encouraged along the way. Absolutely. So today we have a special guest with us that's going to help us navigate the topic of single parenting. Um, so with us is Shana Cooley, and who she's not only served over the years at our church in um, several different so ways. So many ways. She's, I always see her around. Women's ministry, student mm-hmm. ministry, kids ministry. She's done it all. She's incredible. Um, she's also a consulting project manager at HCA, and she's a mom to Sam, who is now a college student and is someone that we have walked with yeah. over his um, you were He was in student ministry with you yes. for several years. Middle school, and, I remember him as yep, a middle schooler. He served in kids with me for many years, uh-huh. and he's just an incredible guy, and she's done such an amazing job parenting him. So we get to talk with Shana today and hear some of her story. Yeah, you guys are in for a treat, so let's go right to the episode. Shana, well, welcome to the show. We're so thankful for you. Mm-hmm. We're thankful that you have joined us today, uh, and we're just going to start out with your story I think we just want to hear a little bit about, um, you know, you, uh, your little bit about your past and to this point. Well, thank you. First of all, for having me. I, I appreciate it. It's um, I was telling a friend the other day, you know, some about this and we were kind of processing through. And one of the things that she pointed out is the blessing that comes in, you know, to to me as well in being able to go back and and see the goodness that comes out of a place that may have been really hard. So um, it's it's been a blessing even just to put it together and kind of prepare for this. So thank you for that. Um, when I think about my story, you know, there's there's a lot. So I'm not going to open the big can of worms. I'll go for the little can. Yeah, yeah. That's and, good. Uh, and, and I'll say, you know, for this purpose, I think the most relevant part started probably when my son was going into his early teenage years. And, um, our home at the time was just very chaotic. Um, it was on, it was just, it was unsafe. Um, and it, it forced me to go and do an assessment of just how we were living and the environment that we had created and and that we were in, especially, um, from a perspective of how that would impact Sam. Hmm. And so, um, as I'm processing through all of that life, including a failing marriage at that point, um, I, 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 realized or came to realize three very important needs or truths that were just revealed to me. And number one, um, and I can't emphasize this enough is I needed God. Like I needed God. Mm. Um, number two was that I needed to be healthy and as smart as I make myself out to be, um, as, as much as I I feel like, Oh, I can, I can function and I'm a, a quality human being. I really didn't have a good grasp on healthy. And when I think of healthy, I think of the term, um, being made well, um, not just, you know, heal me, but Mm. make me well. Right. 
And then number three, um, I knew that I needed help because both of those things seemed so out of my grasp. I didn't know how to, to get to that point. Um, so as I'm processing through those very three distinct needs that I had, had realized it, um, it shifted my whole approach to how I was living it. I mean, very significant change ultimately led to the end of my marriage. And it was the start of me really being completely on my own as a parent at that point. Mm. And at that point, uh, Sam was uh, early middle school uh, or was he? No, he was probably mm. early high school. Early at that high point. school. Yeah. Okay. There was, I mean, there was a lot of years preceding all of that. Right. I think the big impact to me, you're really saying, wait a second, mm. things are off. Um, happened very quickly, and that that would have been early high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now he's college, right? I know it's crazy. So weird, so crazy. <laughs> I can't believe he's already in college. I uh-huh. can't believe he's in college. So when you look back on that season, that you're that he's in college now, but mm-hmm. that season, especially when he was in high school, and you were operating as single mom, doing all the things. What are some of the challenges when you look back that you had to walk through and figure out? You know, so many challenges. I could probably give you like this unraveling scroll mm-hmm. of challenges. You know, every every season when you walk through your kid w- that you walk through with your kids is is different, right? From yeah. elementary to middle to high school and, and everything that comes with it. Um, I, I would say the biggest and most immediate challenge that just comes to mind is the lack of partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a a void that's there, right? There's that lack of partnership. And then coupled with all of the responsibility that goes with, you know, raising a child or taking care of a home or managing finances or replacing the garbage disposal or, you know, all of those things that go with it. Um, And then, you know, along with all of that responsibility, balancing that with being intentionally um, available and present as a parent um, and I, I mean, not, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and, you know, with my story, with so much that I was processing uh, for myself, physically, mentally, emotionally, right? Um, and being able to do all of that, it, it felt very exhausting. It felt very um, overwhelming. And it's really hard and, and, quite frankly, a very lonely place to be. Um, I remember having a conversation with a friend of, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And and I remember my response was, I feel um, very unrelatable and irrelevant mm. because what I had structured as my life was just completely gone, right? Um, when you're a married couple, you do things with married couples. When you're a single mm-hmm. parent, you don't really fit in with married couples the same way, if, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So yeah. a, a big change, a lot, of, um, a lot of hard things to process through and... Um, I know level set me to redirect where my focus was, which honestly was a really good thing to do. Mm, that's good. And, you know, whenever I'm hearing you say all these things there, I just know that you're articulating right now what somebody's feeling and they, they can't really articulate it the way they're feeling. But what, mm-hmm. when you're saying it, I think there's somebody that's, that's like, I, f- I feel that. Mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Um, as you look back, what do you wish somebody would have told you what you would have known early that would have been so helpful for you? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a hard question to answer because I, I think I was very blessed um, to have been, 
I think because of my my approach was so laser focused and so direct that I I knew very distinctly I wanted those three things. That to me, um, I'm very much a problem solver, and so it was if there's a problem, find a way to fix it. If you need God, what do you need to do? I need to immerse myself in God in mm. every aspect of my life, and um, I it. No offense, it is not my cup of tea to go join a women's group at church, but I joined every single one that I could. Yeah. And I remember walking into one and sitting down and, and you know, it was a if table and they had a question of, of something along the lines of, you know, you know, what's hard that you're going through right now? And I just like verbal, you know, vomit yeah. of, well, okay, I'm just going to tell you everything mm-hmm. that's going on right now. And, um, you know, from that, uh, there was, there was one lady that was there who ultimately came back and said, you know, everybody had left and she said, tell me more about what's going on. I was like, okay. And I did and just poured it out. And she sat and listened to the whole thing very quietly and, and got done. And she said, let's just pray. It's like okay, and it was exactly what I needed in that moment. So I'm I'm very grateful to have had um, just kind of that that vision uh, to be able to to absorb a lot of that and kind of put some things into practice. Um, along the way, I think some of the things that I've learned one is um, being honest and open about where I am, and not just to people around me, but even you know with Sam, of I don't have to hide that. Today I'm having a really bad day. I love that. And you know, it, it they're gonna see it. Yeah. Um, my son used to greet me at the door. Um, I had a, a very you know tough time at, at a last job, and he would greet me at the door. And here's this precious ball of just happiness. And um, he would come in, and he would just look at me, and he'd say thumbs up, thumbs down, and you know just wanting to know how my day was. Mm-hmm. And um, I could tell him, and he knew if it was a thumbs down, all right, there's gonna be a minute of space. And then we'll regroup and come back together, right? Wow. <clears throat> so, you know, kids see that. they it, It's not just putting on the happy face. I mean, be real about where you are. Um, it gives you an opportunity to model behaviors. If you're struggling with finances, be open. Man, I don't know how we're going to do this this month. This mm-hmm. is going to be tough. You have such an opportunity to teach kids about finances. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't grow on trees. Everything is okay because we're going to be taken care of and it's going to work out. We'll figure out a way to, to work it out. And we're going to pray over this too. Right. But it, it, it gives a great opportunity to, for them to see here's the bad, but then how do I process that in life when it comes to me? Right. Um, the second thing I would say that I learned is, um, to extend grace to yourself. You're not going to be perfect at everything. I mean, when life hits, there's a lot of emotions that hit with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're going to make mistakes. It's going to be okay. The question is, how do you respond to that? What's your choice, you know, when a mistake is made? And I think of, you know, there have been times when Sam and I have butted heads and we've, we've got a great relationship. And, you know, any parent can tell you that if I wake up in the morning and my kid has a rough day and they go to school and we've had an argument, my whole day is ruined. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I can think about is, is oh, this is where I'm at, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's important when you make a mistake or when we butt heads to go back as quickly as possible. And we do this all the time. And he's a pro at this. It makes me sick. <laughs> I love that about him. But um, he'll come back. I'm I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean this. And, mm-hmm. and or even to say, I meant what I said, but not how I said it. Let, let me try that again. Can we try this again? Um, and just wow. have that restart. That's it's incredible. so good. Maturity to That's be able really to do incredible. That. It is. He blows me away. 
And, and just the fact that you shared that mo- those moments with Sam along the way, it wasn't hidden. Um, what you were dealing with and what you were going through, you allowed him to join the journey. And I think that's for any parent out there mm-hmm. that yes, um, raising our kiddos that let them join the journey, you know, and, mm-hmm. and part of what we keep going back to here at, um, at church and making history is that we, we want our kids to see us be resilient in our faith. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And, but, but how are they supposed to develop a resilient faith if they don't have anybody to model it mm-hmm. after? That's so yeah. good. And I love how you, how you say that, you know, join the journey mm-hmm. and they are, they are on this journey, like it or not. They're right there with you. Yeah. So, you know, help them to engage in the whole picture. This is this is your story. This is their story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said something else to extend grace to yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, goodness. Yeah. Uh, we need reminders of that. I think everyone needs that every, reminder. <laughs> every day. Um, yeah. I think that's so good. And something we, we say often is that, you know, as far as parenting, and, and, and you've seen this in your life, and you've done such a great job at parenting, Sam, and... Mm-hmm. The idea that we're, it's parenting is hard to begin with, but um, God has also equipped you to parent your child like nobody mm-hmm. else can parent your Absolutely. child. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and and we got to trust that He will equip us along the way. He will meet us where we are, mm-hmm. so that we can parent the best way for that child along along the way. So He yeah. chose He chose us to parent our kids, nobody else. And so we've got a great responsibility. And so, I mean, on that parenting journey, no matter what our family dynamic looks like, we're learning about ourselves, what kind of parent we are. We're learning about our kids and how to parent our children in a way that works best for them. So for you, for this last few years, and even just all of Raising Sam, what kind of things have you learned about yourself as a parent um, and and how to parent best with Sam? What are some of those things that you've learned along the way? Deep personal reflection. Yeah. Yes. You, know, <laughs> and you said you're a problem solver. Like I can tell that there's lots of things that you're able to self like identify. This is you know my strength. This is something that I'm good at. Sure. Um, you know, the, I'm I'm relatively self aware. So it, it, this was actually a hard question for me. I I I don't know a lot about myself that I really learned. Um, as perhaps you know, I put some things into practice or some things that people brought to my attention. Um, <clears throat> so one, I would say I learned that I have a voice um, and and it's really important to use it, yeah. right? Um, I, I have no control over what the impact of that will be, but I have to use my voice. And for so long, I just, you know, I, I, I didn't. Um, I remember early in our IF group, you know, they would say, use your words, Shana, say more. <laughs> like, and now they're like, Stop talking. To <laughs> um, but I've, you know, it, it's important. There's, there's a lot to learn from it. Not only, um, I think as I say things, you know, I, I process out loud. It helps me to process. But it also, you know, in things like this, even sharing a story or saying your words, that people hear that and then they get permission to say, oh, it's okay that I feel this way, or it's okay that, like I, like you said, you know, identify with that. It, it I, I get it. Um, I think back to something, Chase, that you had said, you know, a sermon uh, a couple years ago, and it was, you were created on purpose for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I, I was created very purposefully and that there is, you know, like you said, as Sam's mom, mm-hmm. I love being his mom. I like, I love that. And I tell him that all the time. I love being your mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids are so precious and like your kid is just beautiful 
and you are so privileged to be on this front row seat of their life. Mm -hmm. It's so cool, mm -hmm. right? I love that. Um, and then the the other big thing that I I, I learned about me, um, you know, I really think that I'm something, but I'm not. <laughs> like I am, I'm absolutely nothing yeah. without God. When yeah. I think of especially over the past, you know, five or six years where I was and where I, you know, came from and where I am now that, you know, every day I get up and I'm like, God, I cannot do this without mm -hmm. you. I have no idea how I have landed where I am. I mean, I do. And, and the idea is that, that it's purely by God's grace and by his blessing. And this is absolutely nothing that came from Shana. This is purely God centric. Mm -hmm. This is a complete dependency. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which which is the flip side is, is what have you learned about God in this mm. whole process? Oh man, so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, I think a big a big piece for me um, in, in my process, I went through and, and I actually did a lot of journaling, and so it was literally a daily journal. Which, um, by the way, is really hard to do when you don't write very much. <laughs> um, so I might have to switch to like a online journal. I don't know, but um, there I, I would write and I would dump, you know thoughts, emotions, feelings, all of that. And I would never read it. And at one point, um, I think we were hearing a sermon about Habakkuk and it was, you know, kind of the premise was don't forget where you came from. Mm -hmm. Remember. And so I went back and I thought, all right, I'm just going to bite this bullet and I'm going to go read, you know, what I wrote. And as I'm reading through and I would just, you know, the smallest little details of a day, like in a day, you're just trying to fill a page. Right. And I started going back through that and recognizing just how much like God had his thumbprint on my day to day mm -hmm. and knew exactly where I was at in a moment and that I needed a, a particular reach out from a friend mm -hmm. or I needed to hear this particular verse that was just sent to me randomly. I mean, what, whatever that is. And so um, I learned that he is in the details and he really does use a still small voice. Mm -hmm. And if I am so caught up in the, um, the chaos of my day to day, or the busyness or the hurry, then I'm gonna miss it. And if I had not gone back and read through, I would have missed all of that. Like they were my words, I wrote them on the page, but it didn't hit me until I took the moment to look that. at it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I learned is he is like capital G good. He is so good. Um, he doesn't always, you know, it's not always comfortable in what he does. He will always do what's good for us. It doesn't mean that it's always comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking back a story of, you know, my son, I don't remember what the, what the circumstance was, you know, specifically, but we were in the car. I know exactly where we were in the car and we're driving along. It was one of those days where, you know, all decisions are coming to me and it's hard to be intentional. You know, at some point you just want to be like, because I'm mom and I said so. Stop yeah. asking, right? You know, like, yeah. no, like be intentional. And um, he had asked for permission on something. And I I was just like, oh, I just want to say yes. But I was like, buddy, I would love to tell you yes, but I, I can't. It would be so irresponsible of me. And here's why. And I listed these reasons. And, and I ended and I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I would love to tell you that you can do this, but I just, I can't, I can't do that. I have mm -hmm. to tell you no. And he looked at me and he said, it's okay. I I know that you're you're loving me. And I said, "What?" And he said, "Well, I don't like it, but I know it's how you love me." Is when when sometimes you say no, it's how you love me. And I was just like floored mm. that he made that connection and it was like brilliant mom moment where you're like, 
he's listening. This is awesome. <laughs> it was so good. And I, I think the same thing, you know, about God is that so many times that it's how he's loving us. You know, we, it, it's not all about the high places or the peaks of our life. There's valleys that we go through and there's hard things that we go through. And sometimes you have to go through the valley mm. to get to the next peak. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so I have learned to shape kind of my constant daily prayer into one that says, I want what you want for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that that's not easy and I know that that's not always comfortable, but at the end of the day, I know that you are good. That is a truth. And I know that you want good things for me. And so I want what you want for me. Mm. That's really good. I love the, the idea of God is always working for your good. It might not be comfortable. That's something that's really going to stick with me. I, th- I think that's incredible to re- to see that in how he in how he moves and and the ways that he works. And he's um, always moving us to better ground. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like yeah. even we did a series uh, on Psalm twenty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know last year or something mm-hmm. like that. And and that's the idea of the shepherd. Whenever they they move from low grounds to high grounds, depending on the the season, the change in the season. Because mm-hmm. the after they get done grazing the lower grounds. They needed to go through the valley in order to get to the higher grounds to, for better ground and for better grazing. And so they right. kept going through those transitions in life to get moved from better ground to better ground. And, yes. and along the, the way, you're going through these valleys. Yes. Yeah. But it's made yes. to produce in us. It's the sanctification process, right? It's like yes. God's making us holy. Like there's purpose in the pain. Mm-hmm. Like we don't like it, but what, is that, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So good. So what is some of the advice that you were given? So at the beginning of this, when you went through this transition with your family and then throughout it, what's some of those pieces of advice, nuggets that stuck with you that were really helpful? Um, three things. The most immediate is it's okay if your house is messy. Mm. <laughs> That's Amen. Thank you. I needed You're to welcome. hear that 100% today. 100% of the house. I needed you, that. Jen. Thank you. Um, Especially with a new baby yep. in the house. Holy That's cow. Right. That's right. We it's, all need that one. That's right. Um, I, the, it, one of the biggest pieces of parenting advice I actually got when Sam was relatively small and I got it from a Phil I worked with and, uh, he was working, you know, multiple jobs. I think he had three jobs at the time and, you know, he would come and work this night shift is, which is where he and I met. And, um, he would tell me about his kids. I'm like, Joseph, how in the world do you do it? And he said, Shana, no matter what my day has been like, how long it's been, what's gone on or how tired I am. When I get home, I can, I have 10 minutes, just 10 minutes. I can spend just 10 minutes with, with my kids. Hmm. And he said, set a timer, like whatever you need to do. And I took that to heart and he was so right. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on. You can spend just 10 minutes with your child. And, um, I've done that for so, you know, so many years and, and I would, there's times where I'm so exhausted. I'm going, but I've got like 20 things on my list I've got to do. It doesn't matter. Set the timer, phone turns off, everything shuts down. When your child knows that 100% of your focus is on them and purely them for a particular amount of time, that is not 10 minutes to them. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the world. Um, the other piece that that stood out, and it kind of goes back to, you know, there, there's a lot of tough emotions that you go through, right? Um and I, I remember being in this place where you know I'd, I had gone to some counseling and and I just you know wasn't at a place where I was ready to to cry or let my tears out and we were talking through that and she said well well why don't you I'm I'm afraid if I do I won't stop 
And um, she said, well, what if you don't stop? Well, I, I don't know. And that's what I'm afraid of, right? What will happen? And, and it came down to this, this being alone and this loneliness that was there. And so what she told me, and it stuck with me, and I, I think through this like all the time, um, that when you're feeling alone to remember that you're not alone because the Holy Spirit is always with you, no matter where you are, Holy Spirit is right there with you and and walking through it, mm. you know, at the same time. So, mm. well, this has been so rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this content. Um, I would just, uh, as we come to a close, the final question I have for you is: this, um, what would you tell people who are trying to figure out this single parenting thing? This, you know, trying to take the next step. What is there, you know? What would you, what kind of advice would you, even if they're beginning the journey or they're deep in the journey? Don't miss the blessing. And there's some very practical things that I would, I would say to apply to that. Number one, um, in order to not miss the blessing, um, you've got to have that relationship with God, nurture that relationship with God and find out what that is. If you don't know what that is, um, pray pray for your children, pray over your children, pray for the the people that they they hang out with, pray that if they're doing something that they shouldn't be, that they'll be caught. Um, pray for, you know, and, and in my role as, as a single mom, um, I would pray for godly men to be brought into his life, to pour into him in ways that I can't, mm-hmm. you know, and, and pray for those mentors to, to be present for him. Because um, I, I can't meet all of those needs and I recognize that, right? Um, pray for yourself, for uh, for wisdom, for em- a- a mental and emotional fortitude. Um, that you know, as you are raising your child, that you can raise them in a healthy environment. I think of it. It reminded me of um, a verse in Lamentations uh, three twenty two to twenty three. New mercies every day, right? Um, and I, I think of uh, you know, it, we're given this cup full of mercies that's going to be just enough for what we need for this day. Mm. And we can go through the day and it can be the toughest, hardest day, but it's okay because I don't need an overflow of today's mercies to carry me through tomorrow or this week, right? Because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I have a whole fresh new cup of mercies to get me through that day. I love that. It's so Mm -hmm. exciting to me. Um, The other practical piece that I I would say is to take care of yourself. And what has worked for me um, is, you know, Stephen Covey in, in his seven habits, he talks about four vital vital dimensions in our lives. And you've got um, spiritual, physical, mental, social, emotional. Mm-hmm. And in, in the spiritual, you know, make your daily practice, get alone with God, you know, pour into yourself, find ways to immerse yourself in, in a relationship with him. Um, the physical is very basic. It's um, exercise, um, sleep, and eating. Mm-hmm. Like what you're eating, are you eating? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Making sure that you're you're taking a, a healthy approach there. Um, the mental aspect. If you need to reach out to somebody and talk to them, talk to them. Reach out. You know, we have this, this societal stigma that thankfully I think is starting to disappear. But I am a huge proponent of find help. And, you know, it, it's, it's a hard thing to do because sometimes you have to unpack things more than once to find the right person that's the right fit for you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then lastly, the, the social-emotional, um, engage with a healthy network. You know, it, it is so important to have a community that's going to support you, encourage you, lift you up, hold you accountable, 
um, tell you things that are hard to hear because they're, they have your best interest at heart, even sometimes when you may not have your own mm. best interest at heart. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Shana Cooley. And she's going to be taking over the Making History Parenting Podcast <laughs> for future episodes. Oh, that was so uh, good. I'm just so thankful you've been able to be with us today. And I think that there are so you. many people that can connect with everything that you said. I yeah. feel like I have so many things in my mind right now that I just need to go write a bunch of notes from this. Um, it's so encouraging to hear your story. And like you said, it's just, it's a blessing um, for others, honestly, to be able to hear what you've walked through and be encouraged in their own journey, wherever they are. Sure. Um, I've, I'm encouraged today. Yeah. For thank sure. You. So thank you so much thank for being you. with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks.